welcome to a follow-up episode. Nope, that's not good. Let's start that over. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Say Something Interesting, the follow-up podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities Church. My name's Brent. With me is my laughing friend, Megan. Hello. And uh, we are pumped that you would take time out of your busy week to banter with us yeah. for about 20 or 30 minutes or so on church-related things. Megan, how are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Yeah? What did I do this weekend? Oh, it started, I took my friend to book Walter for a birthday on Friday. Nice. What a perfect weather weekend yeah. for that uh-huh. kind of stuff, man. This has just been glorious. Yeah. Glorious. We, yeah, it was amazing. We, you know, ate the whole menu and drank wine. The whole menu. Not really, but it felt a little bit that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was really fun. That nice. was my, and then I didn't really do much the rest of the weekend, but that was kind of the fun I haven't been there with the new, they added like a cool facility, right? Like a big building out in the back. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, know you, you don't, don't like go, go there, out there, but like the whole thing, I mean, it used to be just like a vineyard out there yeah. and it's, it's like where they do all and... their wine making stuff now. Yeah. When we got there, there was someone playing with like a power washer. I was like, you're clearly kind of washing whatever bin you're supposed to be washing and also messing around. <laughs> oh yeah. Just having a good time. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, man, power washers <laughs> are fun. I can't blame that guy. Good for him. <laughs> Good yeah. deal. I uh, I was gone this weekend. You I got were. a chance to go to Las Vegas mm-hmm. and uh, opening weekend of football My dad season. Calls it lost wages. Oh, that's <laughs> close. It's very close. I'll have him know I won six dollars <laughs> playing sports. <laughs> Betting on the Seahawks. Woo! The Seahawks helped. That's that good, was great. That's good. Uh, I had some money on the Saints. They did well. Okay. Um, I foolishly bet on Buffalo Bills, and they looked awful. So oh, really? it's not a sports podcast, so I won't follow through on more of that. <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, it was yeah. it was fun. It was a great time. It was really hot there, really uh, hot okay. still. So like I did a pool afternoon, but like it was like that weird. The pool felt really cold compared to the mm-hmm. weather. She's like doing this balance of I can only handle like, ten minutes of each. Mm-hmm. Um, at a time, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just yeah. a couple of buddies went down there and, uh, the wives was generous enough to say, go have some fun, watch nice. some football and, nice. un- you know, like not with kids. Yeah. So we found a sports bar with like TVs everywhere you looked. It was just, they're just boom. They're right there. <laughs> and, uh, which is helpful. It was very ADD. Yeah. Like, I was I, like, I don't know if I would have focused on really hard. Like, like I wouldn't you, have known, I wouldn't have been able to recall anything significant that happened. Yeah. Well, luckily, <laughs> so the Seahawks game was, there's like two big ones, yeah. two big screens, and the Seahawks game was on one of those. So that okay. helped. So it was like, because that's the one that I watched. And then everything else, I was like, what's going on over there? But like, if, you ha- if you're like easily anxiety prone or, or mm-hmm. overwhelmed by stuff, that's not a good spot to yeah. watch football. <laughs> not an opening weekend when there's like, I don't remember how many games, seven games going on at one time. Oh, so you're yeah. just like, you're bouncing around. Going, what, what happened there? What happened there? Did you see that? Did you see that? And everybody's screaming. Did you're you... trying to, that's the problem. Everybody goes, whoa. And you're looking around like, what happened? Some, something happened just on, on some game. And I can't figure out which game it is. Oh, it looks like it was there. Oh, that guy broke his leg. Okay. That's what it was. <laughs> not uh, that, I'm laughing at the leg breaking. I'm laughing at. Yeah, that would 100% be me. I would absolutely miss every big play yeah. in every game. Like yeah. I wouldn't see any of them. Because I would get distracted with something else. Like, I would miss all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, yeah. And then uh, home yesterday. So back back to the swing of things and back to uh, a busy week for us. We've got mailer week yeah. this week. We've got big launch week this week uh, yeah. on Sunday and mm-hmm. just a ton of fun stuff. So I'm, I'm super pumped and super excited to be back and doing this thing. It is like the best season of weather right now in the Tri-Cities. It's just good. School's happening. London's got her first, uh, my daughter has got her first volleyball game on Wednesday, and I get to go this year. That's so exciting. I know. So 
and we went out and played the other day, and yeah. I was like, I was like, I walked back inside. I'm like, babe, she's getting better. Like, <laughs> it's fun to see. It's good. You're fun to play sports good with. Coaching. Uh, not by me. But no, not by yeah. you. Okay. I, I didn't want you to give me undue credit. No, I, I wasn't giving you it. any credit. Uh, but no, I was. We were out there playing. And I'm like, okay, this is decently fun to play with now. Like, yeah. you know, there's a long season where it's just hard to play sports with your kids. <laughs> it just suck. You know what I mean? It's only because you're the most competitive person. I guess. I'm like, just <laughs> kick the ball. Just shoot. How hard is this? Shoot the ball. So I'm a jerk as a parent. I know. I know that. I'm like, I, clearly, I know it. Um, my wife started her preschool teacher job. Yay! She has a cool mug that says something about being a teacher. I was just trying to think of what it said, and I just blanked it. Hmm. Nice. Good one. It's, I remember it's green, like okay. teal. All right. That's about all I remember. But, and then Clive started his new preschool. So nice. everybody's back in, man. Yeah. We're locked and loaded. You're back in school. You're doing yep. stuff. Week three. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I know. We started it's, learning about biology. This so. is like the first, because the first week was like two days, right? And then the well, next three week, days. Three days. And then the next week was four days, four days because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. So this is real school week. Full week. Except for we have um, early release ne- tomorrow um, for like teacher yep. professional It's like once a month or something. Yeah, does. once a yeah. month for secondary. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have early release tomorrow. So nice. I don't know. It doesn't really get into like the swing swing until like October usually. How was the mood around Chiawana? I know they lost to Kamaikin over the weekend. Yeah, they. I mean, they were. It was a Thursday game too. Yeah. So I have a couple of players. They all were really tired. Um, and then my like, so I'm in a portable, and there's two classrooms in each portable, and then it's separated by a not soundproof wall and a door. Like there's a door in between the classrooms. So the uh, the teacher that I share a portable with, like we have separate classrooms that we share the portable. He is the line coach for the varsity or for the football team. So I was talking to him about it too. And um, he was like, you know, he was like, oh, it's disappointing. But also um, like he didn't really know what to expect. Like that, that game can kind of be hit or like, yeah, it can be whatever. Cause that's kind of developed into the rivalry um, just in terms of like skill level yeah, and yeah, yeah. like um, competitiveness, so that Kamaikin Chiwana game is usually a pretty. Like, I was bummed that I missed it. I am hoping to take London to one here pretty soon because she's never. I don't think I've ever taken her to like a Friday Night Lights sort okay, of experience, yeah. mm-hmm. and she's eighth grade, so she is not quite you know in that school. But uh, I did take her to a basketball game uh, of like two years ago, three years ago. Um, and she really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And there's like, she didn't, she knows some of those older kids. She was yeah. friends with mm-hmm. people who are older than her. So I'm sure we'll do it sometime soon and make that. Yeah. Happen. My goal this school year is to try and like pick a game for most of the sports that I go to. Yeah. Um, some of that might change depending on who they let, like if it's just for parents. Like your, last year. Do your students ask you like, Hey, did you watch you me this what? last Not, Thursday? I haven't been asked specifically, like, did you watch the game or anything like that? Um, but I usually try and make sure I'm like, Hey, you got a game today or how'd it go? Or, um, like check in about it, but I haven't had any specifically invite me. Like, obviously if I got a specific invitation, I would be like, yep, I'll go. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah. But kids like to see their teachers there. Even. If oh yeah. Absolutely. You should make a big deal about it here. <laughs> You too, when you go, be like, hey, Megan's here. Except for they don't call me Megan, but that's Whatever. Okay. <laughs> they, maybe maybe if they called you Megan, they invite you to more games. That's my thought on it. I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it all works, Megan. I have had students who call me Megan, but now they call me Ms. Bojan. Yeah. So. We had a, uh, a guest speaker on Sunday. 
It was uh, my buddy Jeremiah, who is in St. Michael, Minnesota. He pastors a church over there called Westbridge Church. He's one of our external elders and has been for, I think, three years. He, he came in, I think, a year after Dave uh, or so, but uh, one of my good buddies and uh, him and his wife. When we go on these trips, there's like, mm, I think there's eight, nine, ten, something like that, pastors and their wives who go on these trips that we do uh, once a year. Uh, churches, all who have planted about the same time as us, about the same size as us, all that kind of stuff, like a little small group community, whatever you want to call it, right? And uh, we tend to gravitate towards Jer and his wife, Cherry. Um, it looks like Sherry, but it's Cherry. Okay. So anyways, not that you know, there's a quiz later or anything like that, but <laughs> have you ever heard, met anybody named Cherry before? Uh, No, but I feel like I've heard that as a name before. Have you? Okay. It was, that was the first time I'd heard it and I okay. kept saying Cherry, like the, like the fruit, like a wheat, <laughs> you know, like how do you spell this? What is this going on? Yeah. Uh. Anyways, uh, just, uh, yeah, they're good people. They got kids about our same ages and, uh, he's into all the things that I'm into. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's been good. So, and I'll be honest, I watched about five to 10 minutes of this talk. (laughs) Uh, and then I said, yep, it looks good. The visuals, everything I sent it off. And Sunday morning, my plan was to wake up and, uh, and, you know, watch some of this and get it on early. And then I, we had to get down. The sports kicked off. The Seahawks played at 10. Yeah, know? they did. So the odds of me logging in at 10 uh, on a Sunday. Listen, I, I don't take too many Sundays <laughs> off a year, but that one, I'm going to do it. That's, so That's totally fine. Anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be heavily leaning oh, on you. Lord. Unless you want to talk about the intro. If you want to talk about the intro, <laughs> I'm in. But... Um, uh, that's probably, I didn't really see the intro oh, perfect. either time. So we're going to fill we're, it back we're up. Gonna, yeah. we're, we've got each other covered. Yeah. yeah. Um, he talked about, what did he talk about, Brent? Yeah. <laughs> You've got your phone on you. Let's go. I do. Um, he kind of was talking about community. That's what he was talking about and how, um, we were created to be in community and like community with God, but also community with other humans. Um, and that's how we best know who God is. That's how we best grow in our faith and all those kinds of things. Um, which was timely. Like, did he do that talk specifically for Eastlake? Uh, is it like something he, no, he sent me a text and said, Hey, is there anything specific you'd like uh, uh, talked about? Mm -hmm. And I said, um, yes. I said, speaking in tongues and or revelation would be (laughs) top of the list (laughs) or politics. If you had anything on politics, (laughs) Uh, all of those would be great. And he, he smiled, laughed and said, I don't think you want that for me. And I said, yeah, you're right. Um, so then he shot off a few ideas and I said, I thought community was, uh, that was one of my three. I think I gave him three and I was like, Hey, any, any of these three would be fine. Um, community is great because we're coming out of this season Mm -hmm. where like community has been, whatever your community was in the last 18 months, you figured out who your true community was, right? Mm -hmm. These are the friends who still called, who were like, all right, you know, we're going to hang out. Even if I'm not hanging out with everybody, you slowly have eased back into some sort of a, this is who I know I'm friends with now, that yeah. kind of thing. And that's been good, but that's also been probably uh, eye opening for some people of who thought they had better established structure of community than they probably end up being. Mm-hmm. And so then you go like, how do I, you know, stay committed to this, but also like, I want to expand this too. I want to go back into finding more community, not just being comfortable with who's around me, but experiencing that. Or if I, if I really have lacked it and I've only had pseudo community, which is the only thing offered up by social media and any sort of internet thing is like really honestly just a pseudo community type mm-hmm. thing. Um, and, and that's not, that's better than nothing. Don't get me wrong. Like I know people, there's going to be some people who are like, no, no, no. I, I love all my online friends and I, I, I bet you do. And there's, the online online platform has allowed you to find incredibly niche people mm-hmm. who like exactly the same things as you, which is fantastic. 
But when it's so niche, generally you don't live near each other, right? Um, it's there. I find I have a friend in Charlotte. I have a friend in Sydney. Yeah. I have a friend all over. Okay, that's great. But they don't like know your like face. They don't know the ups and downs of life. They don't know all the intricate details of what you've been going yeah. through or something like that. You kind of keep that. This this relationship is built on a niche. So therefore, our conversations are going to be surrounded by this niche. And anytime you waver outside of that and into, man, I've really been struggling with life, they're like, hey, let's get back to talking about our niche thing. That Well, which hopefully they aren't. Hopefully it gets, even in an online community, it can get to the point with at least a few where when you're like, oh, I'm really struggling with this, they engage into that. I would hope so, right? And Mm -hmm. that's uh, uh, great. If you have that, then then fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've... uh, we have Kyle, my wife and I have been committed to being in some sort of a community, even if we don't, even when our church was in a season where we couldn't really promote it and really couldn't do anything about it, we valued it enough to mm-hmm. always do it and always be in some sort. We we have, I don't know, six or seven couples that will do a game night with once a month, and um, it's just it's been great. It's been a good mm-hmm. outlet for both of us, and uh, I want I want what we have for everybody, mm-hmm. and it's the hard part of figuring out as a church, how do we facilitate that? But how do we not push that on people? And, and how do we be a resource for a community in that yeah. way? What kind of a community, what are people looking for when it comes to church community? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause like, I think whenever you do church in a small town and I still call Tri-City a little bit of a small town, it's like the we, big we small definitely, town. We have a, we have a small town mentality, even though our population is not small. And by the way, it is getting <laughs> not small in a big way yeah. because I just had to figure out how to, disperse 50,000 mailers into our community. Yep. So this morning I was on the mapping tool for USPS going, I want to go there. I want to go there. I want to go there. And I picked all the spots that I wanted to go. And then I looked at the number and it was like a hundred thousand. And I yep. was like, uh, I don't have a hundred thousand mailers. I had to like X down all, uh, all, all these places. I'd be like, mm-hmm. man, I would love to send home things there because those are new homes. Those mm-hmm. are probably people moving in from out of the area who yep. are looking for a church. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to hit all of those for sure. And I had to be incredibly selective nice. because, uh, 50,000 doesn't go that far nope. anymore. Nope. And that's, ho- and that's homes. So yeah. that's not people. I'm talking about 50,000 homes, homes. Yeah. And I'm not doing like even close to half the Tri-Cities. Yep, yep. It's not even close. Probably Which, probably like 25%. Like 10 years ago, you could hit a really significant uh, dude, portion of the Tri-Cities I feel with like 50, when 000. we started, I think I did a 60,000 or maybe seven. We did one that was really big yeah. once. And I really feel like I was sending things to like Burbank. And I'm, and I'm going, <laughs> I don't think people in Burbank are getting a mailer and thinking, you know what, I'll go to church in North Kennewick yeah. or East, South Kennewick. South sorry. Kennewick, yeah. South Kennewick. At the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time, I'm like, that's a 30-minute drive. They're not doing that. Yeah. Like, I've got to find people who can get here in 10 minutes or less or else it's going to be just trash. And I, I remember doing a mailer and thinking, that's too big. We should never do one that big again. And uh, this time it was by far the opposite. Yeah. I wish I had... 25,000 more mailers mm-hmm. to be able to select routes on because I, and I do think in this season, people are seeking community yes, in a big, yeah. big way. Yeah. And so that's why we feel like, cause like right now it's still not a great time to come to church, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's still people who are looking at the numbers who are still uh, like, don't want to go to a place that requires mass. There's still a lot of things that are like, it's not great mm-hmm. for church. So we've seen that in our numbers reflected in our numbers. Um, and yet, I think the desperate need for community is so deep and so intense right now. 
I think it might be a prime time for something like this. Yeah. If, if you can do it right. For sure. And like, how do you, yeah, we've been talking a lot in our church, like about how we facilitate that and how we like put that out there as the important thing. And, you know, Jeremiah was saying like God is community. And I was thinking about like, cause you know, I teach biology. So when you look at biology and you look at ecosystems and you look at all of that, it all works with each other. Like all of creation is about working in community with other things and like living and non-living. And so of course we as humans created an image of God, like need to be in that community as well, because we weren't made to do this alone. We weren't made to be alone. Yeah. And so like you have to have those parts of parts that are not you that are different and can compensate for ways that you aren't great. And um, like, and not just in like an intimate romantic relationship, but in friendships and that kind of stuff. And I was, while you were talking also about having community in person, I was thinking on Friday, I had a student walk in who I also had last spring and um, she just looked like down and I know her well enough to know she didn't look like super happy. So I was able to like check in with her and really be like, no, how are you actually like, and she was like, I'm, I'm struggling right now. Like she has crutches. And so, um, she was like, it, they hurt and I don't like it. And she just wasn't, you know, she wasn't yeah. having a great day, but when you know, like their baseline yeah, and you know, like this not doesn't match up to baseline. Yeah. But I wouldn't know that except yeah. for I've seen, saw her in class all last spring and I've seen her in class these last three weeks. Yeah. But I, like in online and what, like, I wouldn't have noticed any yeah. of those things. And so, um, like, and uh, like she and I have a good relationship as well. So it isn't like, isn't necessarily just any student, but like all of that you learn by seeing someone like I can walk into my mom's house and say hi to her. And she's like, what's wrong? Like, you know, like I want people in my life who the, I only have to say one word to them and yeah. they know something's up. Yeah. Everybody wants that type of community. I think that's why friends was so such a popular show. They had that community where you're like, I just want to be one of those friends. I want to be how many, how many people are in friends? Five. Five. Okay. Six. I want to be six. I want to be the six. <laughs> I want to be the seventh then fine. Whatever that number is. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to go through the names right now, but it's um, six, three, three guys, three girls. Okay. I want to be the seventh mm-hmm. one. Like I would love to be in that group. Like there's podcasts that I listen to. Uh, it's uh, one of my favorites called against all odds. It's cousin Sal with his three buddies. It's basically from high school mm-hmm. and you listen to this podcast and you just, you're like a fly on the wall, but I wish I was like the fifth buddy, right? Mm-hmm. The fifth guy in that thing. You just want that community, right? You're so de- we're, we're so we so crave that, and it's natural to want to crave that. And then it also is going to take that work of uh, of there's work involved in those relationships. It's showing up uh, in person to mm-hmm. birthday parties, showing up to this. It's showing it's going to events, it's going to games. It's it's like I've got to not just rely on. if I want that, I've got to invest in that and I've got to be able to make that happen. Yeah. And Um, it's about vulnerability. Like Jeremiah said, um, he referenced, um, when Adam and Eve, like, you know, have their first moment of shame after they eat the apple and God is like, where are you? And mostly it's like, why are you hiding yourself now? And so Jeremiah was talking in the talk about how we do that, right? Like how God is always asking us, where are you? Not like physically, where are you? But like, what are you hiding? Why are you hiding away? Like, let yourself be known because yeah. it's scary and hard, but that's the best way to build that community. 
So be vulnerable when that moment comes. Right. And ask for the help that you need from those people that you've started to build relationships with. And don't, like, you know, be brave and take that step of vulnerability towards other people. Yeah. Yeah, the same words can be said by two different people to you, but mean something different based on their relationship with you and the mm-hmm. level of vulnerability. Because somebody goes up to you and goes, what's up? What's going on? And you'd say, nothing much, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, but when somebody comes up to you and knows your baseline, knows something's up and goes, what's up? What's going on? Then you go, blah, and yeah. you just barf all over them <laughs> with all the crap that's going on in life, yeah. right? But the same words, but the community's different. Yep. And mm-hmm. you and I, we need that vulnerability. We need that connection. We need that one-on-one <clears throat> Uh, not even one on one. That we need that that feedback mm-hmm. in our life to be able to make it work. So mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, because when the ish hits the fan, those are the people you need. By could you. you translate that for the people who are? <laughs> My daughter's listening. Could you help update? I'm sure she knows. She goes to public school. She does. <laughs> I've, I played a song for her last night that we listened to uh, in Vegas. Uh-huh. We, you know. Four guys in the hotel room just getting ready to kind of go out at like yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Is it like your hype song? It's the hype song. <laughs> and it was by Tiesto, and it's really, really great. I don't want to go into what it is. but um, And so I got home, and uh, I uh, I played it for him. And Lena goes, Dad, there's a bad word in there. And I'm like, no, there's not. And then she Googled the lyrics, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, there is. Didn't realize that. I've done that fast. before. Like, I played a song like in the classroom that I've listened to a million times. And then I hear it in the classroom and I think I did not realize there was that word in that song. Yeah. (laughs) Wild, wild. I think that's all I had from the talk though. Good. All right. Well, Jeremiah is a good dude. If you liked Mm -hmm. it, you can always go to westbridge.com and uh, find more of his talks on there. (laughs) I'm sending people away from me. Go, go there, check him out. Just like keep coming here. But anyways, Uh, yeah. uh, I, my goal is to get him and his wife to come out in person because they've never been here in person and we've never been to their church, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. because like we're way too close for that not to have happened yet. Um, but we got into talks about it and then COVID and then so then we you know, botched those plans and now we're all just trying to like keep our head above water and get yeah. things back mm-hmm. to normal and it just wasn't the right timing. So soon though, we will definitely make that Someday. thing happen. So. All right, let's jump into our yeah, something interesting. I think I go first. You go right? first. Go for it. Okay. Um, this is from our friend Margo. She sent me a podcast, oh. which Snap Judgment, that's the podcast she sent me. That's what it's called. Okay. But this episode, um, I just listened to the second part, and it was about, the episode was about like bad ideas that actually happened. And um, did you know that um, during World War II, right after Pearl Harbor, a significant amount of time and money was put into invested into creating a bomb made of bats. No, for this for coronavirus reasons. No. Oh, in World War Two. Well, I know, but like, there's coronaviruses in bats well, even before yeah, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, but no, that's not why it failed. Oh, okay, um, I thought it was like because they spread viruses like. Bats, no, so I thought it was they. A- it's because bats can carry like bats carry their babies while they fly. Yeah, and so they were like, okay, bats can carry a really small like incendiary device. Oh, jeez. So basically, they like suicide bats. Sh- they strapped bats with like napalm, and then they like put them into a big bomb that they were gonna like release into Japanese cities because bats roost in like the eaves and stuff. And then the bomb would go off and just start fires throughout all the cities. So that was the plan. Also killing the bats, which is sad. Um, Is it though? Bats are. Bats are really, no, bats have a bad rap. (laughs) First of all. You got really defensive there for a second. Um, 
because bats totally have a bad rap. Yes, they have a lot of diseases that sometimes you need to be careful about. Uh, but sometimes that yeah. you have to be careful about. Keep, but yeah. bats also are mostly insect eaters, and so if you, it's true. If you don't, don't like mosquitoes, like mosquitoes, you must like you bats. Should, you need to like bats. Yeah. Bats are a crucial, important part of most ecosystems in keeping pests down, like insect pests. Yeah. Um, and but anyway, it they like ended up just last minute scrapping it. Turns out because they'd started developing the nuclear bombs and thought that was a better option, which questionable whether or not that is a better option. Um, but yeah, they they interviewed this guy who was still alive, who was like ninety eight or whatever at the time, who was Can like, I guess his name? Sure, but I don't remember it. Was it Bruce Wayne? No. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? He's the Batman. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I can't with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, um, yeah. So it was, he was, like, part of the development of it. and nice. They are the reason. So, like, the largest colony of bats in the world is in just outside of, like, San Antonio, Texas. Really? Yeah. I wonder if Chris Gale knows that. Maybe not San Antonio. Santa. I don't know. Somewhere in Texas. Um, Santa Fe is New Mexico. So are you I think maybe say? it was San Antonio. I mean, they got the river there. So I mean, um, like to but be water. It, they discovered it during this process because they needed a ton of bats for the de- potential deployment of this idea. And um, and so they like discovered the largest bat colony in the world. It has like. 60 million or something ridiculous bats. Hmm. Um, and the like craziest part of this whole thing is this idea was not brought to you by any military person anywhere. It was a dentist who was friends with Eleanor Roosevelt who sent a letter and then ended up getting permission to like initiate this project to start it. And they did some initial testing and it actually kind of worked. So, which is a little bit terrifying, but yeah. Yeah, so that's the bat bomb situation of World War II. Bat bomb. You. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, okay, mine uh, has to do with on Saturday night, we went out to an Irish pub okay. uh, located at the New York, New York Hotel and Casino. So if you are in Vegas and are looking for a good old time, <laughs> highly recommend Nine Fine Irishmen in New York, New York. It is a classic Irish pub. It's like two floors, and the music was an Irish pub band. Oh, nice. And the uh the downstairs was i don't know there's probably like 50 it was crowded but not like not like shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. i mean they're spaced out but everybody was having a gay old time down there. <laughs> it was awesome i don't know how everybody knew all the songs except for me i don't know if they called like all of the irish people together or like notre dame was playing unlv and i didn't know about it i don't know what it was but they were down there like submitting requests on pieces of paper <laughs> and the band would be like, okay, let's play that one. One, two, three. And they'd start yeah. going. And you're like, who knows Irish pub songs? Like, I don't know any Irish pub songs. I don't know songs. any Irish pub songs either. But as soon as you hear it and the guy's singing it, you're like, this is amazing. Yeah. It was it was awesome. It that made me so badly want to go to Ireland and go see one of those like in person, like on a, on a match day where Ireland's playing. I mean, mm-hmm. it would just be a zoo, I'm sure. And uh, it was really, really fun, really, really cool. There was a, a song called The Irish Pub Song uh, that if you go on Spotify or Apple Music, I'm sure it's uh, sung by the High Kings. And if that doesn't get you in the mood for Irish pub music, I don't know what will. It's fantastic. It was so fun. Amazing. It was a blast. That and, sounds uh, awesome. Yeah. England, so like the British Isles have a pretty remarkable pub culture. So, Yeah. 
I didn't really experience it because when I was there, I was a teenager, but yeah, and I was I, with my parents. Pretty sure that doesn't stop most Irish. Yeah, I know, but I was with my parents, <laughs> okay, my American yeah. parents. So <laughs> makes makes a little bit more sense for sure. Uh, all right, I think that'll do it for this week's yeah, episode so. of Say Something Interesting. Uh, on Sunday, we kick off our brand new series called Try Not to Suck, a series on dysfunction. We'd we'll have you out for that. Um, 8.30 and 10 o'clock are new service times that have been not quite new anymore. It's been like three weeks or two so weeks. This is the third like week. This is yeah. the third week. So mm-hmm. uh, anyways, but update that in case it's been a while for you. Yeah. Uh, live stream always at 10 o'clock. And uh, I think that's a bit about it. Look for, you should be receiving a mailer in your mailbox if you live anywhere in Richland or West Richland. And then uh, as much as we could reach into Pasco and Kennewick, which again, <laughs> as I mentioned before, is not, not very much. much. So... <laughs> Um, if you live like right by the highway, you might get one. So, um, <laughs> that's, that's about it. So, uh, but, uh, look for those in your mailboxes. Nice. They should be there Friday or Saturday, uh, and invite your neighbors and tell them to come check out a church for people who don't typically like church. We'd love to have them. Uh, we promise if you reach out and take a risk, inviting your friends, we are going to do our very best to make it the best possible, most welcoming experience uh, ever. And if they're looking for community, we're going to try and be a, a hub for that for them this next season. So that's it. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. See ya.